G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. None of us ever wants to get sick, but sickness is a fact of life. And the hard thing is that whatever's happening to our body also affects our soul. You can't separate the two. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome to the program today as we take a look at sickness and disease from a different perspective. I have to confess... I am not a good patient when I find myself feeling sick. I had a cold the other week, and you know, I'm one of these people who just wants to get up and keep going, and after a couple of hours, even half a day, I have had more than enough. And yet for so many people, sickness is a real, real issue. People with cancer, some will suffer and be cured, others will suffer and die. Young and old, male and female, rich and poor, sickness and disease have no favourites. We live in a world where each one of us will finally breathe our last breath and die. It's just the way it is. I remember when my father was in hospital and the day I visited him and the doctor had just been there to tell him that there was nothing more that they could do for him. A few weeks later, he was gone. It was so hard. Where's God in all of that? Why why is it that he allows this sort of sickness? What can we discover about God in the midst of sickness and disease? Have you ever had something wrong with you and you've gone to the doctor and they run some tests and you just fear the worst? Maybe you're a woman and you have a lump in your breast or you're a man and you have a pain in your side or there's a blemish on your skin that's changed colour or you're just feeling really, really sick. It's a time when we end up coming face to face with our own mortality. Day by day, we actually don't think about our mortality that much. If everything's going on well and we're just going to work or school or whatever it is we do, we never think about it. But all of a sudden, there's this pain in your hip and it goes on and on and on. You think, boy, I hope it's not something serious. The reality is, sooner or later, we're going to die. Most times, when we go to the doctor, our worst fears aren't realised. So often there's another explanation and and, and it, it all heals itself. It's not cancer, or it's not heart disease, or it's not what we were afraid it would be. But when sickness or disease does strike us, it's a big deal. It can be devastating. There's a whole range of human emotions. Of, Why me? Fear and uncertainty and anger and frustration. And, and people go through roller coaster rides. And, and what's normal is that the physical illness spills over into our emotions. Because you can't separate body from soul. You can't say, well, my body's sick, but, but gee, I'm okay. My, my head's okay. I'll, I'll feel fine in my head. Because people do go through those normal human emotions of fear and, and uncertainty and, and the pain disables us. And when you're not well, you start feeling not well in your heart. You and I know when we have the flu and we just feel awful, it, it doesn't just affect our body, but it strikes our heart and our soul, right? 
just three or four days of being knocked down by some tiny little virus we can't see. And you know how down we can feel. But when it's something much worse, the pain and and incapacitation that comes after a major accident, a life-threatening or even terminal cancer, a heart attack, major surgery, well, it's pretty human to feel devastated because the uncertainty of the future, not to mention the, the impact of the physical sickness on our emotions, is really hard. I had a friend who went through chemotherapy after a cancer operation, and it wasn't just the trauma of the life-threatening cancer. That was bad enough. But anybody who's been through chemotherapy will tell you how sick they feel from the chemotherapy. I mean, the chemotherapy is much better today than it was, but people still feel really sick. And as much as we might live day by day and hope and pray that these things won't happen to us, they do. That's life. One out of one will die according to the statistics. And in those times, there's a sharp focus on, well, on what we believe. Christians believe in divine healing, and I think we should. I I heard a Christian, really well-meaning, get up the other day and say, God doesn't heal today. What a load of rubbish. I have seen God heal, and I have seen people healed miraculously by God. Jesus healed the blind and the incapacitated and those with leprosy. And that gift of healing is still alive and well today. And I know people who've been healed of serious diseases and they get up and they share their testimony and they're things that the doctors said they could never be healed from. God has the capacity and the will to intervene supernaturally and he often does. There was an absolutely impossible healing. A man who was blind from birth, he was in his late 30s, and Jesus reached out when Jesus was walking on this earth and healed him, and everyone around them was amazed, and so they should be. But you know something? Sometimes God chooses not to heal. I don't know why, but sovereignly he chooses to heal some and not others. I look at the Apostle Paul And God used this man in the most amazing way. He wrote almost half the books in the New Testament. He converted much of the known world at the time in the first century to faith in Christ. Here's what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 7. There was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with God to take it away from me. But God said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul said, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. What was the thorn? Was it a physical affliction? Was it a temptation that kept hitting Paul? Was it some deficiency in his character? We don't know. But what we know from what he writes here, is that it caused him to suffer. And three times Paul pleaded with God to take it away. Now, can I tell you, if anybody can convince God of healing, it would have to be Paul, wouldn't it? And Paul himself was used to heal so many people. This guy writes half the New Testament, and we're still reading it 2,000 years on. Three times Paul pleaded with God. And the answer was, no. I actually have a purpose 
in that thorn in your flesh, whatever it is. I, I really thank God that we don't find out exactly what this thorn is so that you and I can't say, oh, look, i got what Paul's got. No, there's no pride in this. There's a thorn in Paul's flesh. And God, the sovereign God, who chooses to heal some and not others, to Paul, said no. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. And when we're sick, when, when we don't know the future, when we're afraid and uncertain and unwell, Jesus is in that place with us and his grace is sufficient for us. Sometimes God brings us low and sometimes it's just for a season. Sometimes it's on our way to eternity. His, his sovereign choice. One day my body is going to give up on me and it's the same with yours. And I'd prefer to just wake up dead one morning, but maybe I'll have to suffer for weeks or months or even years. I don't know. And probably you don't know either. There's something incredibly special about being in that place completely vulnerable and defenceless and putting our trust in Jesus. Every situation is different, but God is the same. And his grace and his presence and his mercy are sufficient for us. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Tymot. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.